all of us would say that there is something spiritually healing about being able to be in proximity with one another. Yeah. Uh, we know that there are those that cannot make it today or could not make it um, or should not make it. And we are we are here with you and worshiping with you in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're grateful that you are joining us over Zoom and that we have the technology to be able to do that. So thank you and welcome this morning as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be in Luke chapter one to start. So if you want to hop over there, um, we will we will be in Luke one. We just started the book of Luke uh, as a church last week. Um, and uh, that's where we will be this morning. And uh, lastly, we mentioned this a couple of times, but all week it was supposed to thunderstorm right about now. And so we're grateful that God has created the, not just no rain, but really kind of the, the perfect day yeah. Uh, yeah. here with a nice breeze and an opportunity uh, to be able to uh, be together and fellowship together and connect. And we thank everybody for observing the uh, social distancing guidelines uh, we've put in place. Our uh, social distancing director, Chris Garba, is our, uh, he's our enforcer. So if, if he sees a hug, he will dive to, to prevent that hug. So don't, do not test Chris Garba and the limits he will go to to prevent hugging. No, he may not do it. He may not. But thanks, Chris. Thanks for helping us out, Chris, this morning. And we'll be in Luke chapter one. You know, last week we talked about Luke one is really about two incredible women. Go figure, right? Luke, Luke 1 is about two incredible, heroic women. One is Elizabeth. The other is Mary. Now, Elizabeth, we talked about last week. And uh, today we're going to talk about, about Mary. God visits both of these women uh, in this chapter uh, via angels to be able to tell them that they're going to be part of his, of his mission, of his plan uh, on earth to reconcile and redeem all mankind, all humankind back and to set things right once again. And uh, he chooses uh, a woman in Elizabeth, in Elizabeth, who's a she's an urban woman. She's a city gal. She's up in Jerusalem, uh, in a highly populated city. And then he goes to a woman out in uh, really the Louisa of uh, Israel, uh, Nazareth. Wait, what do you mean? Um, which is more of a rural area, uh, very uh, very tight knit community, a beautiful country. To a woman named Mary, uh, and he visits her here in Luke one, and we'll start in verse twenty. Six. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since you've probably noticed that by this point that I'm actually a virgin. Verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word of God will ever fail. I am the Lord's doulos. It's the Greek word for slave, sometimes translated servant. 
I am the Lord's doulos. I am the Lord's slave, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled to me. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who was believed, who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And in verse 46, Mary sings the famous song called the Magnificat. In verse 46, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful to the humble state of his doulos, of his slave, of his servant. For now all generations will be called blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. For me. Holy is his name. Mm -hmm. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. Yikes. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, and he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent away the rich empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be mm. merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned, returned home. You know, last week we talked about how for Luke, Luke chapter 1 and 2 is kind of his overture. If you've seen a, a play or a Broadway musical, the first musical number is usually uh, little bits and pieces of what the rest of the show is going to be about. And Luke chapter 1 and 2 is kind of a way of, for Luke to say, this is what God's going to do here on earth. And it's, you know, to, to quote Luke Skywalker, it's not going to go the way you think. Uh, this story is not going to happen the way you think. Let me tell you how. God's going to come down to who? To a woman. And you know what? It's going to come down to a woman in a city. Okay, a big city woman, that makes sense. But no, a small town rural woman as well. And he's going to come down to both of them and say, you're part of my plan. Now, a little bit of backstory. It would have been very easy for Mary to be uh, concerned about the way things were going in her country. Four years before this, in a town called Sephoris, which is just nearby Nazareth, in fact, Jesus was a, he was a, what's called a tecton, he was a builder. So Jesus would probably would have, there's no, and if you go to Nazareth to this day, there's, no, there's, no, um, there's nothing to build. You, you can't build much in Nazareth, right. and there were only 20 families total in Nazareth at that time. Imagine that, 20 families, right, your whole, your whole area. So he probably had to go to Sephoris to get work done. So this is a town where Mary probably knew as well. This town, four years before this happens, before Gabriel says, hey, Mary, you're going to have a son. Four years before that, Sephoris rebels. Uh, they try to overthrow the Roman Empire. They try to become an individual. They try to become an autonomous, a sovereign nation, and they fail. 2,000 Jewish men are crucified, and the city is burned to the ground. And in all likelihood, in a town that small, Mary had uncles and brothers and cousins who were crucified. And actually, the Romans would line the road heading into Sephoris with the crucified men. And so as you traveled to work, you would have a constant reminder from the Romans, do not step out of line or this will happen to you. You know, it could have been very a lot to worry about for Mary. I don't know about you, but... 
Have, has anybody felt any kind of anxiety or stress or worry in the past few months? Yeah. Maybe a little bit here and there, perhaps. Yeah. And for some reasons we've talked about for the last few weeks, we won't get into those specifically, but we will in the future. But for now, I think the point is, is that, there's, that sometimes it can be easy to get worried about the big picture. Yeah. But God does something powerful. He doesn't come to Mary and say, Mary, I have a plan to overthrow the Romans. We're going to raise an army. We're going to set up shop here. He simply comes down, and what Mary says is he has come down and talked to me. Come on, bro. You know, earlier this week, I was, I was having a hard time. And you're probably thinking, Drew, you're the minister. You can't do that. But I, I was. I was having a hard time. Come on, Drew. Um, Ryan knows. Ryan knows, right? He goes, yeah, he knows what's going on. But I had a hard day. It was Wednesday. It was a tough day. And um, I, I, kind of, I kind of, I'm not a good emotional processor. And so sometimes they build up. And I got to just get out of the house and I got to just go do something physical to kind of. So I, I did. The only thing I could think of, which was to go play disc golf. Uh, which I've been doing somewhat with some of the teen guys, which has been a lot of fun. Let's go, teen! I was, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was feeling so much. Real. And a lot of it was about big things going on in our world, in our country, things that are happening, things that I felt, things that have hurt me. And, and so I go out, and I'm so angry, right? So, so my form is way off. So I'm, like, way overthrowing. And uh, I played horribly. There were some kids there working on the, on the course, and I think they were laughing at me because it was pretty bad. Mm. Come on, Drew. Caleb Fix has seen it. He knows what it's like when I lose that form. I see it. Caleb, if you're there at home, he knows what I'm talking about. But I just played horribly. I was struggling. I tried to go home. I was still mad. I, I have homework to do. I'm in school right now. And so I was trying to read, but I couldn't get through a sentence. You ever do that? Mm-hmm. You read the same sentence 15 times. You can't get through the sentence because you just keep thinking about something that just, just frustrates you. Right. And I got to be real. I was kind of in my own. I was in my own feelings. I was kind of, it was all based on Drew. It was like, I don't get this. I don't get that. I need this. I was, and I was kind of in this selfish anger mode. Good point. And so I was like, okay, studying is not working. You know, let me, let me try to prepare the Sunday sermon. Hmm. And I flipped over to Luke 1. And I, read, and I read Mary say, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his slave. Amen. Hmm. His mercy extends to me, and he has done great things for me. And it instantly, it's like Mary reached through the Bible, and she slapped me in the face. No, she, (laughs) but Mary, I just heard Mary's words, and I was like, oh. There is something beautiful and simple about keeping things simple. Yeah. And when we get worried about all the big things, about the direction of the yep. world or the direction of the country or yep. the direction of the church or the direction of our family or the okay. direction of my job. Many of those things are out of our control. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get paralyzed and we don't actually do anything. Nope. And one of the beautiful things about what God does for Mary is God doesn't just deal with the Romans, give them all a disease or something. He goes down to one person and he pays attention to her. There is something powerful in paying attention to someone. Mm. You ever try to talk to somebody and they're not paying attention? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my wife has felt that a couple times with me. Uh, but you ever talk to somebody and they're not paying attention? Mm. Or they interrupt you? Right? Like, I, didn't, I didn't finish my sentence. Or, or you know, like you get interrupted. Like, I just want you to listen. 
there's something powerful in the simplicity of listening because it's humble. Yeah. It's humble. You know, and, and God uh, doesn't come down uh, unwilling to deal with Mary's, even her weaknesses, right? She's like, excuse me, Gabriel, uh, I know you're God and you're a messenger of God, but um, how is this going to work? Right? And he says, listen, he's, he's got grace to her. And he even says, Mary, you have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. That word favor just means grace. It's the same word. You have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, had Mary earned that? Had she, was she just a great person? Mm. No. She probably wasn't different than anybody else in Nazareth. But God didn't set his affections on her because she had already done something to earn that grace or that favor. But it's amazing how once she understands the power of God coming down to her and paying attention to her, she's then able to rejoice. And then she's actually able to build a relationship with Elizabeth. How great is that? The passage says that God will scatter those who are prideful in their inmost thoughts. I don't know if you read that, you got a little scared because I thought, man, I, now my thoughts are up for grabs. Like, like I think a lot yeah. of us, like, oh no, if God can see my thoughts, that's not good. At least I'm not acting on it, right? Mm. But, our, but our thoughts, if they remain thoughts, tend to scatter us. Mm. They tend to isolate us. You, you ever have a thought in your head, but you don't really talk to anybody about it? Maybe you see it on TV or you, you have this thought and it just gets deeper. It's an insecurity maybe that that person doesn't like me or that person is this way or that person is that way. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And you never talk about it. You never discuss it. That thought remains a thought and it isolates. Mm. If you're isolated this morning, if you've scattered yourself, it's probably because you've allowed thoughts to isolate you and probably insecure thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Thoughts, prideful thoughts. My, my insecurity, my pride on Wednesday isolated me, right? Mm. Isolated me into some bad, bad disc golf, which is kind of, you know, kind of a funny little analogy. But it had, I didn't even want to talk to Jenny. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I left my phone at home. I was like, I just want to be alone. It was great. You know, what helped me was somebody else who wasn't, who wasn't, didn't have a plan for how to fix everything in the world. All she knew was that God Mm. had paid attention to her. Just like Hagar in Genesis, when Mm. Abraham kicks her out of the house, after she gives birth, she's alone in the desert with a newborn and God visits her. You know what she says? The Lord has visited me, Mm. even me. What happens when Peter uh, interacts with Jesus and Jesus says, toss your nets on the other side of the boat. And Jesus says, put out your nets for a catch. And Peter says, we, we fished all day. We haven't caught anything, but fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll fish. And then they catch the fish and Peter goes, get away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Oh. How about Paul? When he writes in one of my favorite passages in Galatians 2, 21, you've heard me say it before, but Paul, who was a blasphemer and a violent man, he says in Galatians 2, 21, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In the Son of God, because he died for me and he loved me. I want to encourage us today, church. We're going to go through a process in the next several months and years, and we ought to do this to practice listening. Amen. You know, God, the power of this passage is that God listens and he acts. We're going to talk about acting, but that's, that's, that's probably a lot easier than listening. We got to make sure before we act, we listen. Sometimes we go act. I'm doing all this stuff. You haven't talked to anybody. How do you know how they're feeling? There's people. You make it simple. Don't worry about the direction of this or that. How's Dorota Shelley doing? Yeah. 
Do you even know how Dorota's doing? Have you asked her? How you feeling, Dorota? Right? I see Renika there in the back. Do you know how Renika's doing? Yeah. Right? Andrew Sweater, do you know how Andrew's doing? Yeah. When you make it simple, it's easy. And all those things kind of go away. Mm. You know, God didn't give her the answers to fix everything. He simply paid attention to her. People don't need answers. They don't need you to fix it. They just, in this time, we've got to stay unified. And it only happens if we listen, if we address the problem, and we stay unified. Amen. Step one, listen. Yeah. We'll address things that are going on. We will. Don't worry. We will. But addressing the issue is, is pointless if we're not first one-on-one -on -one having great opportunities to listen to one another. Come on, mm. If Mary's entire life was changed because God loved and remembered her personally and simply, mm. I pray that today we can change the lives of others by remembering each other personally mm. and simply. Mm. Just focus on one or two people this week and listen to them. Amen. Just listen. Amen. Pick anybody. And you might say, but no, Drew, I have so many thoughts. How, what, if, what if I want to talk? The beauty is, is if we all do it, somebody's going to ask you. Right. Somebody <laughs> asked me yesterday, Drew, how you doing? And I was like, Hugh. you know, it was like, <laughs> thanks for asking because I have feelings too. Yeah. Yeah, you do, Drew. And, and I don't always know them because mm -hmm. some of you ask and I'm like, I don't know. Let me get back to you in like uh, a year. But I appreciate you asking. But we, if everybody's asking, we're all getting a chance to share. We're all coming from different places. Yeah. We live in this world. We're not immune to what's going on. Yeah. It's not magical. We feel stuff. Uh -huh. And I hope we can take from this morning from Mary an example. An example that, you know what? I pray that those of us today who are feeling isolated or feeling scattered or feeling alone, let it be today that we ask one person. Maybe it's in this beautiful fellowship. Hey, how you been doing recently? And don't wait to respond. Or talk about what you've been learning to. Just wait. Let them share. Mm. And listen. And nod. And make eye contact. I had to learn all these things recently. <laughs> listen and nod and make eye contact. It's very hard to do for me. Yeah. But when you do that, something powerful happens. It's supernatural. It's deep. It's powerful. And uh, it's something that Mary knew a long time ago. And I pray that today that we can pay attention yeah. to one another because he paid attention to us. Amen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say a prayer and... If you have actually Thanks for listening to the Blue Ridge Podcast. My name is Will Portillo, and if you'd be interested in more resources like this or connecting with us, visit us online at blueridge.church or connect with us on Facebook at Blue Ridge Church of Christ. Visit us on YouTube and subscribe for weekly sermons, encouraging news, and short devotionals. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next time.